Well, this is the uh, week of uh, Thanksgiving, and it's a great time for us to learn the value of giving thanks as we celebrate however you do, and, uh, and whether it's on Thursday or Friday or over the weekend or whatever you do, if you get together with family or friends. Uh, there's also uh, that spiritual indication about Thanksgiving that we need to be a part of every day, not just once a week or not just uh, once a season or whatever. So I want you to look with me at the 100th Psalm, which I think calls us into our worship with the spirit of thanksgiving, and that we learn the value of giving thanks. The psalmist writes and says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I think it's always important for us to recognize the value of things that we think are so important in our life. Uh, It reminds me of a story that I read uh, just recently about Uh, an antique dealer who was in a certain city uh, that was known for a section of the town that just had um, uh, antique stores and a collection of all kinds of things that were very valuable, old and valuable. And he was just wandering around through them looking for a bargain. And he happened to come to the door of one of those particular stores and there was a cat, an old alley cat, licking milk out of a beautiful saucer. And and the art dealer uh, collector, the antique collector, immediately recognized that was a very valuable, old and valuable and beautiful piece of china. So he walked in the store and kind of walked around, looked at things for a while and kind of struck up a conversation with the owner of the store. And he said, that's an interesting looking cat you got. And said, I, I, I need a cat like that in my place of business to help take care of the rat. Said, I tell you what, I'll give you $2 to buy that cat. And uh, my owner of the store said, no, nah, I need that cat for the same reason. I can't let it go for that. So then the, the fellow says, how about this? I want that cat so badly, I'll give you $20 for that cat. And the fellow that owned the store said, okay, I'll take the $20. So the guy gives him the $20. He picks up the cat, got the cat under his arms, and he says, you know what? I'm going to be taking this cat out of this environment where it's been used to this and comfortable. How about for the 20 bucks for the cat that you throw in that saucer as well so that cat will have something familiar out of which to eat? And the owner of the store said, no, I, I can't do that either because, you see, that's my lucky saucer. And, and the, the guy who bought the cat said, what do you mean it's your lucky saucer? He said, well, so far I've sold 68 cats this month. <laughs> uh, that guy knew the value of his saucer, didn't he? Now, as we approach Thanksgiving this week, you know, today is a great time for us to understand the value of giving thanks. Many, many years before Christ, the Roman philosopher Cicero said, Gratitude is not only greatest of virtues, but the parent of all the others. Psychologists tell us also that um, sincere gratitude, deep thanksgiving, is the healthiest of all human emotions. And they go on to say that genuine gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. I think we need to learn that lesson. 
Well, I'm not sure that we are a very grateful and thankful people. I think we take a lot of things for granted, spiritually and physically and life in this country and everything. I think we're like the little boy who was with his mother as they were shopping and, and um, a man in the produce department gave the boy an orange and said, here, this is for you. You take this. And his mother looked at him, you know, and kind of prodded him. Mom says, how are you doing? She says, what do you say to the nice man? And the little boy looked at the orange, he handed it back to the man, and he said, peel it for me. So there are many people who aren't really thankful. They believe that what they have, they deserve, and what they don't have, they should have. There are also people who are thankful, but who are very quiet about it. Then there are others who are so thankful they just can't contain themselves. That thankfulness is a spirit that just permeates their lifestyle. And I've discovered in my life and in ministry that those who have a a very deep relationship with God are those who are the most thankful and those who celebrate that thankfulness with a great sense of joy. The Apostle Paul was one who did that. And we find that in his writings scattered throughout the New Testament. In Romans 7, he deals with that battle going on within his life between those two natures, that sinful nature and the new nature in Christ. And he says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? And then he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He knew that it was Christ who would rescue him and he gave thanks for that. He went on to say in Romans 6, 17, but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you entrusted. There he goes again. Thanks be to God. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, he says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. And then also in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, when he talks about the great change that Christ makes in our lives. He says, thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. The Apostle Paul knew how to give thanks. He knew the value of giving thanks. As we prepare to celebrate Lord's Supper on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, I think it would do us well to think about some things, some spiritual truths, and understand the value of giving thanks. Let me give you three reasons. First of all, giving thanks reminds us how blessed we are. Every one of us is a blessed person. An anonymous writer wrote these words and said, if, if you woke up this morning and were able to hear the birds sing, use your vocal cords to utter human sounds, walk to the breakfast table on two good legs, and read the newspaper with two good eyes, you are more blessed than millions of those who cannot do those simple things. If you have never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are ahead of 500 million people in the world. If you can attend a church worship experience without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you are more blessed than 3 billion people in this world. If you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of this world. If you have money in the bank, in your wallet, and spare change, and a dish someplace in your house, you're among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. If you're over 30 and either of your parents is still alive, you are very blessed. Over a billion people have lost both parents. If you hold up your head with a smile on your face and are truly thankful, you are blessed. Because the majority can, 
but most do not. So when we give thanks, it reminds us of how much we have been blessed. Now that's not to say that you and I have some difficulties and some challenges in life. I I know that those are real. Uh, Many of you right now are going through some of those downturns. You know, the economy continues to affect a lot of things. You know, with your jobs, jobs are not secure. And we've all lost value in our wealth. And, you know, we, we struggle in this economy. And that produces a lot of other things. But some of you deal with health issues, family issues, personal issues, all of those kinds of things. But we're not supposed to fixate on the burdens of life. But we're to be reminded of how God has blessed us and how blessed we really are. Second thing about giving thanks is that giving thanks reminds us of the source of all of our blessings. Uh, In a recent Turning Point Daily Devotion by David Jeremiah, he says, that one of the greatest displays of personal wealth in recorded history is that of King David when he was giving in preparation for the building of the first temple in Jerusalem. And out of his own personal wealth, David gave 3,000 talents of gold and 7,000 talents of silver. And it's best estimated that that gold and silver in today's economy will be worth about $5.9 billion in today's dollars. And then the leaders of Israel contributed even more as well for the building of the temple. And David breaks out in a prayer of praise and thanksgiving to God. And he says this in 1 Chronicles 29, verses 10 through 14. Let me just shorten it. He says, Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. You see, when you give your offering, and if you believe him about the tithe, and you give your tithe, and if you began to, to prove the tithe today, you're only giving back to God what he's already given to you. God is the source of all of our blessings. David knew that, and he affirmed that. And when you sit down and start counting your blessings, you have to be reminded of the fact that God is the source of all of your blessings. They just don't happen. There's a source to all of our blessings, and that source is God. Then the third value of giving thanks is this, that giving thanks reminds us how much God loves us. See, we need to be thankful for God's saving grace. And the Bible gives us some great reminders of that, affirmations of God's love for us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Romans 5.8 says to us, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, the Apostle Paul writes and says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly beloved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So there's a description about God's love for us and the depth of it is that he gave his son, Jesus Christ. One day this week, uh, Paul David Tripp, uh, whom I follow on Twitter, uh, gave this profound insight on him, one of his tweets. He says, The Son of Love was made a sacrifice so that the love of our hearts would be captured by the God of love for whom we were made. That's a profound and powerful statement, isn't it? 
This is the God of love who loved us and He showed us that in Jesus Christ. We, we all needed salvation. We all needed the love of God because like Adam we followed in his pattern and we all sin. And if we've all fallen short of the glory of God, we can't do anything about that in our own life. And so we need a Savior. And God sent his own son in love. That his own son would show the depth of God's love and would give himself up for us and die on the cross. That's what we come to celebrate today as a strong reminder of God's love as we celebrate in the Lord's Supper. And we partake of the bread that reminds us of the body of Christ as He sacrificed for us. And we're reminded in the cup of juice of the blood of Christ that is shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And we should do so with a thankful and grateful heart. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10.16 and said, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? And so we come today on this Sunday uh, before Thanksgiving to celebrate God's love, His mercy, all of His blessings, and to remember the depth of His love in Jesus Christ as we partake of the Lord's Supper.